And yesterday we learned how nearly 730,000 organisations have enrolled for the JobKeeper Allowance. That's around 4.7 million people. Around 40% of these are individuals or sole traders, which would indicate how badly small business is suffering, of course. Now, all sectors of the economy have been hit hard by the coronavirus, but hospitality and tourism, that it's really copped it worse than most, tourism in particular. Now, to give you an idea, the Australian Hotels Association represents more than 5,000 hotels, pubs and taverns. Those businesses directly employ more than a quarter of a million people. There are another 300,000 related jobs through contractors and the supply chain. That's a lot of people. The association says as a result of the virus, those more than 5,000 businesses have effectively been shut down since March 23. And as a result of that, at least 200,000 workers have been stood down. See you later. The association says as the coronavirus outbreak is brought under control, it is time to look at an exit strategy, a way to recover that's sustainable and safe. The association, in conjunction with Tourism Accommodation Australia, has prepared such a strategy. Stephen Ferguson is the national CEO of the Australian Hotels Association and he's on the line. Stephen, thank you for your time. Morning, Chris. I mentioned some of the stats, but tell us from your perspective how hard your industry and the tourism accommodation industry in particular have been hit. Well, Chris, every month a hotelier is just a normal, if you think of a normal country pub or the suburban pub around the corner, they're racking up debts of about $30,000 every month. That's $1,000 a day. <sighs> now, those fixed costs include insurance, electricity network charges, that's the poles and wires, land tax bills arrived in New South Wales last week, and the council rates keep rolling in. Uh, you know, I don't know that there's many households could afford $1,000 a day going out of the budget and having to find the cash to pay it. Well, a lot of the small businesses we're talking about here wouldn't be able to afford to pay all of that. Oh, no. And the trouble is that, that uh, whilst the banks and the government have done a great job in providing more credit to small business, it simply means that that debt stacks up. Now, if we were to remain shut for, say, six months or so, for your average country pub, your mum and dad operation, that's a debt that'll accrue of about $180,000. Now, I stress that's before rent for the premises yep. or before interest payments back to the bank. So how are your members surviving in those circumstances? Oh, it's incredibly difficult. They're really surviving on overdraft from the bank or whatever cash they've had stored away, but it's it's simply not sustainable. Uh, we're prepared to reopen as soon as possible. The government's given us a good hearing. Uh, they have provided many uh, schemes for us and they've done what they can. But uh, we think that now that, the, as you say, the virus is under control, we really don't need to start looking at you know, how do we get out of this mess. OK, you talk about the reopening dilemma. Explain that to us. Well, at the moment, the rules are 1.5 metre social distancing and one and one person per four square metre. So yeah. if you visit your local hardware store or supermarket, you know what that looks like. You transfer that to a hotel environment, a small bar or a pub, and you'll see that uh, not many people will be able to attend. Now, the difficulty with that is whilst pe people are keen to get the doors back open as quickly as possible, the, the, the sort of the, the mass of people or the economies of scale won't still provide them to, to cover the next series of charges that, that come in the door. And they include the cost of refrigeration, air conditioning, workers' compensation, insurance and so on. So we'll be kept probably at about 25% effective, the, the effective sort of capacity rate or density rate 
and that will just just barely cover costs. I mean, and people will be saying, you know, they've got a you know, mum and dad have to get out of bed, work twelve hour days, seven days a week, uh, just to just to try and you know break even. I spoke to a large cafe owner only last week about exactly that, and I said. So how many people will you be allowed to have here? And he agreed with your estimation, about a 25% capacity. And he says, to get a, to, to be able to service those people now, I'd have to get in uh, my chef, I'd have to get in extra kitchen hands, etc. He says, I won't be doing it because it won't be worth my while. Exactly right. I mean, you can't turn on 25% of the electricity. Um, you have to have a full kitchen. You can't just sort of operate you know, on a, on a small basis, you need all those people. Luckily, we do have JobKeeper to help support that, but it really is those those other costs that are, that are the killer. So, now, the, t- the so tell us about to... the first stage of your plan, though. Let's talk about well, moving we, on. Yep. We agree that we'll, like, we'll reopen it at 25% to get the doors open, but the second stage is we say, and every day these numbers improve, and if it gets around to say, you know, whenever they let us reopen... If the numbers are better then, better again then, well, we would expect that we should be able to open at a higher higher capacity. Will they be able to pay for the extra hygiene installations, um, the work health practices that are listed in the Corona Safe uh, website, which they released this week? Yes. Look, hotels, you know, Chris, hotels are already very safe and very clean premises. Uh all we're talking about is uh, making some changes uh, and, and increasing frequency. So there'll be some minor costs. Extra cleaning uh, too. That's not extra cleaning, but I mean, I think that a lot of that can be managed um, managed on the day. That's not our main concern. We we realise now that with this virus, uh, we need to that, that things need to change. And but what is as you point out, I mean, we can't see the coronavirus, uh, but it's also hard for people to see the business crisis that's facing us in the. Okay. What would this limited opening mean in terms of jobs in the industry? It's got to be a good story. Oh, absolutely. Look, we've got people that want to get back to work. I mean, that's the most critical thing. It's no good for people to be stuck at home, uh, you know, in in their house or their apartment. People want to get back to work. They want the social environment of getting back to work. We employ directly over a quarter of a million people. But there's people all back through our supply chain, people that work for beer companies, for, for Foxtel, for um, you know, food manufacturers that that have lost their lost their job, they've been stood down as well. So the sooner we can get our doors back open and get back trading to a uh, sort of satisfactory capacity, not only do our staff get back to work, but the whole supply chain kicks back in again. Okay, um, then there's stage two, as you say. You describe that as a review and amend. How long do you envisage it being before you? take a look at how things are going and will it be more a constant process or see the problem with getting something established as a stage one which isn't necessarily a viable option for many small businesses pubs cafes etc is that you could be stuck in that mode for quite some time under government regulations couldn't you oh chris as you point out we're reviewing every day and i think the government will as well you know uh our submission was put in at the beginning of the month we're now, you know, eight or ten days in. The world's a very different place to what it was ten days ago. Mm. And as Peter Valandis from the NRL says, don't judge me on what I said, you know, what it looks like on the, you know, 28th of April. Judge, you know, judge the NRL on what it looks like on the 28th of May. And we're in that same place. So, uh, you know, whilst that was sort of the, the, the golden rules, if you like, back in April, 
uh, we'll be putting our strongest foot forward that if everything is under control, where well, there should be greater capacity even in, in stage one. You may not get to a normal, the old normal, until this time next year. Well, what we want to do is we'd love to be able to have a great November and Christmas. I think that if you, especially if you're on the you know, places like the South Coast and New South Wales, Mallacoota, all those places, we really need to give people the opportunity to earn a quick. We've yeah. had you know, many places, no Christmas, no Easter, uh, the next opportunity for for to really generate employment and to generate business to pay back some of this debt will be over the Christmas New Year period. Yep. And we'd love to think that we're back to somewhere near normal by then. Yeah, okay. Stephen Ferguson, CEO of the Australian Hotels Association. Thank you for your time this morning. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, he's right. That that last comment there. Give these hard working Australians an opportunity to earn a quid.